Welcome to The Ruckus, presented by Joe Rowe, a podcast that takes the filter off. Hey, hey, people. Excuse me. Yeah, Joe Rowe here. What's going on? How you doing? How you been? Uh, Hope everything's going well for you. It is Saturday, the 4th of August, 2018, and it's, uh, let's see, about 9 o'clock, just shy. Yeah, so it's uh, it's it's been kind of a lazy day. Um, been sitting around thinking, doing a lot of thinking. Yeah, coming up with a podcast and ideas and thought processes and all those you know brainstorming tactics, if you will. And uh, well, I've come up with this. I'm going to title it, as you've already read, uh, "Ultimate Accountability." Now, the question is, when did accountability become an endangered species? The dynamic, I mean, the meaning, the, the the meat and potatoes of ownership. This is so rare that the go-to move is deflection. You see it every day. You ask somebody a question, and you rarely get a straightforward answer. Because people are terrified of being accountable. So what happens when you deflect? Well, what happens is you immediately admit failure. And you cancel any forward progress because you are not being accountable. Well, the deflector in this scenario, if you will, usually appears to have conviction. They have this additional persona, this this over-the-top, you know, embellishment of the truth. And uh, it's if you're paying attention, it's it's too much. And I can assure you that it's almost always unfounded. This this prideful response is, well, one, it's more deflection, so you're distracted from the failure, uh, from, from their failure, rather. And two, at best, <clears throat> excuse me, at best, it's a dramatic, even quiet, even if they say it quietly, it's a dramatic reaction to not getting their way. Because almost always, if not always, there's an agenda behind what they're selling. Now these these emotions and responses are, well, I see them quite often and, and are, are readily found in children. For example, you receive your child's report card and question him or her about the results. The report card reads mostly A's and B's, but for some reason they received a D in art class. So you ask your uh, your little tater tot, well, would you care to explain this? Or however you choose to word your question, and depending on your child's character, the result will be, well, the result will be one of two things. And it, it goes something like this. Well, I'm not good at art, or art class is dumb, or any number of deflections uh, from the accountability or responsibility. Or in contrast to that, they may say, well, I'm struggling with the course, but I'll do better. Or maybe, I haven't been doing my best, but it won't happen again. The first set of responses, well, they they deflect. They change focus from the issue and misdirect the accountability. Or so it seems. Now, I say that because kids, uh, I mean, at least for the first uh, 10, 15 years, they don't understand this concept, so... They are deflecting, but it's for a different purpose. It's because they don't want to get in trouble. They don't want to, and it's that 
honest truth. They haven't learned to manipulate and, you know, convolute to, to figure out how do I get my way or how do I make this person not so upset with me. They just don't want you to be upset with them. And, and yeah, there's some form of manipulation there, but it's not as, well, it's not as poisonous as it is in grown adults. See, what needs to be realized here is when deflection is your tactic, then you're actually admitting you're wrong. But trying to sell that, try, try to sell that you aren't as wrong as you may, as, as it may seem. And that's, that's of the manipulation in itself. But there's, there's a bigger issue when this happens. See, the thing that's lost, the key characteristic that becomes the commonality within society is the loss of respect. Now, respect is, or rather has become, rare. It is often said that respect is given, but I, I'm here to disagree. I disagree with that statement. In my book, respect is earned. And in this scenario, it might... It might be the more abrasive road to earn that respect, but admitting your failure instead of shirking responsibility is <clears throat> you're going to get the respect in the long run. You're going to you're going to earn it. The abrasive aspect of admitting your failures that abrasion is your ego rearing its ugly head. <clears throat> Now, ego is, is more tangible than people would like to admit. It stops us at key moments, turning points in life. And quickly, it's, it's coupled with, with fear of the unknown. Now, that fear of the unknown is... is you're not even going to know that it's there. It's just going to be there. And it's a, it's, a, it's a real thing. It'll stop you from doing anything. The fear of the unknown has caused many people to absolutely avoid and you can enter in what whatever you would like after that but they avoid enter situation so how do you battle your ego and it's it's best buddy fear because they hold hands they're one in the same well you develop your confidence all of these elements accountability responsibility character ego fear they all derive from your confidence level. So all of these different things are connected. But the key words in what I just said regarding confidence are develop and level. See, confidence can be a lot of things. It can be lost. It can be found. It can be given and it can be taken. It can be high and it can be low. You get, you get where I'm going here. It's a yin and a yang thing. It's a, it's a plus and a minus. It's a give and a take. Confidence in itself, though, the one thing that confidence can never be is someone else's. Now, I'm here to tell you, your confidence level, it's, it's going to be under attack your entire life. But the difference is you determine, you determine how much damage this war we call life takes on that confidence. So how does confidence, how, how does it play into accountability? How is it coupled with accountability? When you develop your confidence, when you work on it, 
you are really building your ability. Your ability to survive. Survive whatever the outcome and do it with respect and class. So confidence is kind of like a meal. You can overcook it, you can undercook it, but it depends on what ingredients you put into your confidence because there's false confidence, there's fake confidence, there's real confidence, there's being overconfident. And that all has to do with your character. Because you could have all the reasons in the world, all of the the challenges and, and situations to build your confidence. But if you don't handle that correctly, you're going to ruin that meal. You're going to ruin that dish. So owning your mistakes, it's going to build your confidence. But you got to be paying attention. The aftermath is what builds the confidence. What happens after a situation, after you own your mistakes, that determines the character within your confidence. So let's say, for example, you messed up at work and and boss man jumped both feet in your ass. You calmly and tactfully acknowledge your failures. You accept them. You have a discussion with this guy or girl, whoever your boss is, okay? And you try and understand what that person, your supervisor, your boss, you, you try and get what their expectations of you are so you can better do your job. I'd say that'd be the right way to handle it, right? So what happens when you do this? When you pay attention to this, well, you get to realize, as I said before, the aftermath, you get to realize, hey, I survived this. I got through this. Now, some of y'all may say, hey, Joe Rowe, you're kind of, you're looking, you're diving a little too deep. You're getting a little too into a simple situation. But that's where confidence starts. That's where it begins to grow. That's where you plant the seed, especially if you have no confidence. You should especially be paying attention to these situations and giving them their due because we are all surviving this life. So when you have these confrontations, or they don't even have to be confrontations, they could just be situations of interactions with friends, with family, with your boss, uh, with a guy you know, at the 7-Eleven, it doesn't matter. If you come out alive, hello, you are still alive. And now you get to learn from that. You get to grow from that. And when you grow, so does your confidence. So there's weight in that. It has value. You're most likely to gain the respect of your supervisor, if not initially, but definitely in the long run. If you own your mistakes. Now, don't get me wrong. There's some supervisors out there that are pieces of shit. They don't know how to acknowledge your worth. They consider you just a number. They go and they say things to you like, well, I didn't put you in for that promotion because you're currently getting paid what you're worth. Despite all of your overachieving and your proactive thinking and your creation of processes and doing the right thing and trying to make us better, you're getting paid what you deserve to be paid. There are supervisors out there that do that. So don't get me wrong. It could fall on deaf ears. They could never respect you for what you're worth. But that has nothing to do with you. That has to do with your confidence level. Are you going to allow them to determine what you're worth? 
Now, is it a slap in the face in the same same token? Sure, it's a slap in the face, but that's on them. That's not on you. You know what you're worth. Your confidence level and your abilities, that is what matters. So with this weight, with this value that you know of, that you own, your confidence will, it'll, it'll get a boost. It'll get the boost that it needs, a measurable and tactile amount. But you have to be paying attention. You have to own the situation on your terms. So how do you do that? How do you, how do you get there? Well, you, you challenge yourself. Now, these challenges, you could actually seek the challenge. You could actually go out and challenge yourself. Or you could acknowledge the challenges that happen every day and put them in the bank. Because like I said before, they have value. So these difficult situations, such as admitting when you're wrong, or jumping off a cliff into a lake when you're afraid of heights. Well, these both establish that foundation of confidence. Well, Joe Rowe, they're two different things. Jumping off a cliff and, you know, admitting when you're wrong. But they're not. They're the same thing. Now, one or the other, they, they could have a higher level of confidence-building situations. Or, or terms, if you will. But the root of it is the same. It's yours. And that's what's going to build your character. And what does character do? Character is the foundation of confidence. Confidence is the foundation of accountability. Now, when, believe me when, when I say this to you. Once you taste confidence, it becomes an addiction. Your posture will change. You'll, you'll walk into a room and own any situation. And, well, you'll ultimately be accountable. At the end of the day, that accountability, that is you. Because your actions are what define you. A good example is anybody, anybody in the history of time that's made a mistake. As, a, as a, the saying goes that an old buddy used to tell me, you know, you could build a thousand bridges, but you suck one dick, you're not a bridge builder. Now, in this current social media craze of critiquing everybody, I'm sure I'm going to get some backlash from saying that, but that's not the point. The point is that if you do one wrong thing, a thousand right things don't matter. But if you own up to that wrong thing, if you own up to that action, then it means more. And how you conduct yourself after that action compounds how much value that situation has. And much like the, the statement that you can get to hell one step at a time, well, you can get to good character and being accountable and reliable and knowing your worth to the point that you earn it step by step by step, then it becomes the way you're described. It becomes who you are. Because, and take the, take this as an example, okay? In the, in the small town that I grew up in, I, I was a little son of a bitch. I was causing trouble at every turn, and this led to the adrenaline of trying to get away with shit, okay? 
one of those things, <clears throat> one of those things was I got caught right around 18 or 19. It's been so long ago, I can't remember exactly, but 18 or 19. I got caught stealing shit from Walmart, and that's where I worked. I stole some stuff, and to this day, people in my hometown associate me as the kid that stole something or got caught stealing something, okay? Now, it doesn't matter that I've traveled the world. It doesn't matter that I went in the military and excelled at every turn. It doesn't matter that, you know, I can run a 13-minute, two-mile on average. It doesn't matter that I've been to more than, you know, 25 countries in my travels. It doesn't matter that I, you know, do all these different things. And if they bring it up as in, oh, didn't you get caught when you were a kid stealing some shit? All that turns into, if I come back at them with, well, what about all these other things, is it comes back with me trying to deflect. Whereas if I just say, yeah, I got caught stealing some stuff, I was a stupid little punk, and I got caught, and I own that, it may not happen in that moment. But I guarantee you that down the road, people are going to respect me more. And I can say that with confidence because that has happened. I have said those things. I have said, yes, I was a little son of a bitch when I was a kid and I got I got caught stealing. And that was just, that was the time I got caught. I was, I used to steal shit all the time. And in hindsight, I couldn't tell you any specific reason other than the adrenaline rush or trying to get away with it or whatever stupid little kid brain that I had. But the fact that I sit, I can sit there and say, and now on the internet, say that that's what I did I don't care what people think of me because I know what I've done if I explain it to them and they respect me okay that's a bonus in my opinion that's a bonus but I have the confidence in myself and, and can acknowledge the things that I've accomplished over the idiot kid that I was but none of that would matter if I sat there and I said yeah and you know well uh, I didn't have a lot of money growing up, so I had to steal stuff. Or, you know, my, my, I don't know, my parents abused me. Or just whatever dumbass reason. I can see I can't even come up with a dumb reason. Because that's not how, I, not how I live my life now. But if I came up with a reason other than ultimate accountability and owning what I did, it would just be deflection. And that person, knowing that I got caught doing those things would lose respect for me and maintain or rather retain that title of me that I was a thief so where I'm going with all this is accountability means more than what you think it means it's actually what people will describe you with or by when you're not around and it's, you want them to get that story straight. Because a lot of people these days, they don't work on their history. They don't work on their, their, what will be put in the history books, if there was one for each one of us. And that, that's a sad thing. But if you really think about it, you really dig deep and you really get down to the, to the, you know, nitty gritty, dare I say. If you are accountable and you're responsible and you're reliable and you have good character, then no matter what anybody says about you in the negative manner, 
There will always be at least three people that will defend you because the first person is wrong. So do that. Work on your history. Be that accountable person. Be that person that says, yeah, I fucked up. But you know what? I'm not going to do it again. I'm not going to make that same mistake twice because I'm better than that. I'm going to have confidence in myself. I'm going to grow. I'm going to be better today than I was yesterday. And nobody's going to take that away from me. So, that being said, I hope that you take something away from this and you get out there and kick life in the face. You own your life. Now, with that being said, I want to address something that got brought to my attention the other day. And that that in itself is that somebody asked me about this podcast and they said, what are you trying to do here? You're trying to be some Tony Robbins. He's trying to give some life lessons and, and whatnot. And in, in the honor of being, you know, owning my situation and, and owning what's going on. No, I'm not trying to be Tony Robbins. If that's what happens and I inspire some people and I get people motivated about their fucking life and they get out there and they're better today than they were yesterday and so on and so forth, then so be it. But it's not a bad thing to be like Tony Robbins or Gary Vaynerchuk or, you know, Tim Ferriss or any of these people. So to that, I say, bring it on haters because I love this shit. And all of these things that I'm telling you guys, all of these things in my head, they get put on paper because I, I have too many thoughts to remember them all. And then I give them to you guys. If you take something away from that, excellent. I'm thoroughly pleased and happy and cannot express what that means to me if I have affected your life. But I'm not trying to be anybody. I'm trying to be myself. So again, bring it on, haters. Because I'm doing my damn thing. And I enjoy it. And this is fun. And, well, with that being said... If you want to check me out, I and The Ruckus are on pretty much every platform out there, uh, more and more by the week. Anchor.fm really does a good job at uh, distribution and whatnot, and that's my main uh, hosting platform. Also, if you're on the Instagrams, you can check me out at The Ruckus Podcast. Just type that in there, you'll find me. And uh, it's just a fun little place to interact. You want to send me a message, go ahead and do that. Always open always open to conversation and discussion and if you got a hot topic you got something that is controversial that you may not want to talk about i guarantee you that i will talk about it more importantly if you ever want to be on the podcast hit me up we'll do a conference call we'll do a skype call we will make this shit happen uh if, if you're you know you live near me we'll get you in here on the microphone but what i'm getting at is that nothing is off limits I'll talk about anything. I'll do my best anyhow. And I appreciate you guys. Thanks again for listening. As always, my name is Joe Rowe. And laters.